0: Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English.
1: Your hosts for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. gentlemen and welcome back to the eagle eye podcast welcome to our lady aguila talk here as we're going to be discussing everything in and around america feminine we've obviously going to be touching bases on that terrible loss to tigres and that very disappointing draw at home with puebla but before i get ahead of myself as always let me introduce today's tonight's co-host none other than brooklyn's very own aj aj how are you tonight
0: um i'm doing good just The results make me upset, but (laughs) but on the other hand in life nah life's been pretty good. Just been just good in general. How about you?
1: You know what? Can't complain either too. A little tired, but hey, aren't we all at this stage of the year? But I know we have to talk and reminisce upon what happened in these last two games. Not something that we're going to enjoy too much, but we do have a big game coming up against Monterrey. So we're going to try to maybe find or weave some positives coming into this Monterrey match. But believe me when I tell you that there isn't much to go on, but we will try to do our best here. So, AJ, we're ready to jump into all things Lady Aguilas.
0: I'm ready whenever you are.
1: All right, AJ, well, might as well start from where we left off last time, and it's talking about America versus Tigres. We came into this match a little bit worrisome, didn't really think we'd have the squad to really go toe-to-toe the full 90 minutes against Tigres, and that really showcased, but I didn't expect for us to kind of be walked on for the majority of the match. We'll talk a little bit more about the kind of incidents that happened, but for the majority of it, your goalkeeper was honestly your best player in that match, and honestly... I'm a goalkeeper myself. I always advocate for the goalkeeper position. But when your goalkeeper is your best player out on the pitch, when you lose a game, that is not, that's not good.
0: Yeah, no, just not really. Throughout the entire match, I just kept tweeting on the Eagle Eye podcast account, just tagging that the the Macheri, because that's literally all that was just happening throughout the match. It's just her making save after save after save after save. She recorded nine saves throughout that entire match, which is amazing. Only letting the one goal in. But in reality, it wasn't really her fault for like letting the goal in. It was due to Monica Rodriguez not really marking her player, which allowed these to then score the goal by by Tigas' feminist, um, Belin Cruz. But just, it wasn't really good. It seemed like just everyone was just off of it. I mean, I guess the only other player in defense like I could say that did help out where Renata Masciarelli was um just standing Royhead right in which she was doing everything that she possibly can to try to not let any um, more players just get past it. But just, no, it was just a really horrible showing from Erika Femini. if I have to say, this could probably be the worst match of the season.
1: Well, it definitely could have, but... That Puebla game was probably in content for that spot as well. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. So let's talk a little bit more about this Diaz game. As I mentioned, we weren't as you know positive going into this one because we knew that we had some pretty good uh some pretty good players out for this one. Obviously Montserrat wasn't going to be featuring in this and definitely didn't feature in the game against Puebla. We'll have a little bit of an update on her situation a little bit later on in the show. But then of course meaning that Jen Munoz wasn't going to start because she wasn't 100% match fit ready. Still doesn't look like she is after this Puebla game. Again, a little bit more on that later. And uh and then yeah, the narrative that kind of follows these two games whether it be Tigres and or Puebla is the fact that America ends up with 10 players on the pitch. So now it looks like there's a disciplinary issue that we have to throw on top of all of these kind of issues that we had just been talking about prior. So, AJ, we come out with, I would say, a reasonably good start in eleven. I think when you look on paper, the players that we put out against Tigres, which you'll read out to in just a second to kind of refresh our memory. You kind of think, okay, we can probably give Tigres a good run for their money. Right, we're not gonna be so dominant. We know that they like to have ball possession, and frankly, Cuiad is okay with that. We like to get player teams on the counterattack with the type of players that we have, but it just didn't seem like that was gonna work out after the first couple of minutes because you just felt that no matter what America were doing, Digas were just one step ahead. They always looked like they were a little bit sharper. They were a little bit more in tune to what they wanted to do. And I think that very much disrupted what America was trying to do. That it's so, at, at some point, I felt was so frustrating to watch because these ladies had no kind of idea of how to cope with this that it was just a matter of let's just play kickball, let's get this ball up. And you know what? Danny and, and Hannah can try to figure something out because at this point, we just got to get the ball out of here.
0: Yeah, no. So like as you mentioned, like we were playing um a five two three. We had five we we're playing with five in the back, which I'm pretty sure it's the first time this season that we have played this. So this refresh everyone's memory. We had Renata Masciarelli starting for goalkeeper, then we had Jocelyn Selene Selene. Anagabi, Jimena, and Monica, and Monica as our um, uh, five defenders. Then in, midf- and then in midfield, we were having um, Marcela Valera and Cassandra Cuevas. And then up front as our wingers in the fourth, we have Hannah Gutierrez, Marlene Campa, and Daniel Espinosa. But just nothing was really just going in our way. It seemed like with the absence of Jennifer Munoz, Veronica Perez, and Montserrat Hernandez, it seemed like we really had no clue what to do. It seemed like as we got the ball, we just thinking and like just looking at each other, okay, what's next? What are we going to do? And you mentioned to me earlier in this, it seemed like that how America just seemed that they could not connect just for passing. It looked like that was the case. We were looking completely lost throughout that entire match while we were just letting Thieves just constantly knock on our door, which is getting shots after shots, which have um, a little stat sheet right here. America Feminine only had two shots, one shot being on target. And Tigas Feminine, 20 shots, with seven of those shots being on target. And then a the stat line from the first half America Feminine, 23% possession. And then Tigas Feminine had 77 percent possession. Like you mentioned, you wanted the other team to get the ball, which squares is fine with. But the problem is we let out the ball way too much. 77% possession compared to our 23%, we weren't really doing much with it. And by the time we did have it to get the ball, we just gave it away immediately. And it's just like, what are we trying to do here? It's like like on paper, when we're looking at the players that we have, it's like we should be able to do something in this case. But then just Degas just are... Just like they didn't really care to who we had. They're just gonna play their usual game and and they just showed up really just trying to just get shot after shot after shot. Just I'm just kind of lost to words at just what was going on in this match. It's just it was just really embarrassing just to see them play. And just like from all the matches that we've like played, I, like I would say this is one of the worst games, but I feel like this is one of the games you also will have to put in against playoff-caliber teams that we played last time, like Atlas and Pumas. But just seeing how we also then played against Diaz, in which we got completely, I'd say, destroyed in this case, it's just like it's making me worry more and more if this is really how we're going to come up against playoff-caliber teams in the league. It's like, what is this team really going to actually do? And then it comes to the fact that, well, we don't have three important players like Montserrat Hernandez, Veronica Perez, and Jennifer Munoz and midfield, it's just like we don't have a play style. We're just looking at each other. It's like, okay, who's gonna do what?
1: Yeah, this was definitely one of those games in where well, I'll just say this it this was definitely one of the more painful games to watch as a fan. Because of a lot was riding into this game prior to the injuries, prior to everything, was that you know America was finally gonna be able to go toe-to-toe with Digas and be able to kind of go, you know, like for like and 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 kind of you know be able to to get them especially in their own territory because like you mentioned before AJ in the previous podcast our numbers our stats against tigres have not been at all good not good at all yes granted we have a championship and we beat them but even then we had to we had to take it to penalties right mm-hmm. had to take it to penalties so we were all looking really forward to maybe potentially um I don't know, seeing a much better medica side, obviously, the injuries come and everything and so I mean, there's a lot to dissect from there's just a lot of layers to kind of go in through so let's let's start from 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 parts at this point. one, I think um we mentioned some of the key players that were not out, and we thought maybe the biggest key player that we were losing was definitely going to be Monzar Hernandez because she brought so much creativity, so much pace, the you know the fact that she is probably One of, if not the most influential player going forward for our team. We thought that was definitely going to hinge us. But looking back at this game and really evaluating what America needed, it seems like the biggest loss and and probably the biggest loss we're going to have this season is the fact that Veronica is not going to be on the pitch.
0: Yeah, no. She was playing the center defensive um, midfielder role in which she was really crucial to it. Like when we look at stats, like on the Liga MX Femini Twitter page, we just see a lot of her just sending the ball upwards, making the short passes, through balls cross is like she was essentially she was like the mozart in the midfield when she was pretty much orchestrating the midfield she as soon as she got the ball she's kind of like telling everyone to like go up front or whoever's open it's like i'm gonna give this ball right to you and now go do something with it while i'm also gonna accompany you as well because she happens to she also is capable of um scoring some go- um some goals as well she only got one goal this season but it was off of a nice um uh, rebound and she's also capable of taking the free kicks when it's not coming to corners, which usually Montserrat Hernandez takes, but it's just like you no, know, it's just the apps. You have to put someone like Ava Gonzalez, which, grant she's coming from the United States, she's she was playing um college um soccer, which is really good, but as well, it's her first time playing in this league and it's first time being a part of this team, so it's really her having to like figure out really how could she help this team out in every way possible because we do have another player that can play in the same position that Veronica. Perez can and which is Zulma Hernandez. But just ever since she's came back from that nose fracture um, injury, it seemed like really, she's really having a slow start into the scene, just trying to get herself back to her usual self. So really, it's just yeah, having Ava Gonzalez really gain the starts now for this team and she has to like really do her best to fill in. Yes, at this point in the season, we should already have like a solidified starting 11, but considering with the injuries and all that, and Coyera on how he usually likes to change players up, it seems like for some players, it seems like it's difficult for them to actually just get themselves accustomed and playing every single time, which I'm going to talk about for Puebla, for the Puebla game, because we did see a change, particularly in a specific position. But it's just one of those things where I'm just kind of like, it's hurting us to see when we have injuries. It seemed like we're looking at it's like, these are the players that are really key to our starting 11, to our entire play style, in which... I guess it's a hot take in this case where I think many people can maybe agree. Who knows that I think America fame really doesn't have a playing style. It's usually in the case where it's like, we're just passing it to Montserrat Hernandez, who's going to be on the wing. She's going to cross it to any four that's in the box, whether it's Daniela Espinosa, Martin Campo or Dalia Molina. And then they do the rest there. You take her out of that equation and it's like, okay, where are the cross is coming from? Because when we look at the wingers, I feel like we don't really have any other true winger than Monte Hernandez.
1: That is kind of the big issue and something that we really are scratching our heads on. Probably something that we've been scratching our heads on is the fact that, and you touched upon it, the fact that this team doesn't really have a playing style. And we talked a little bit about this off camera and, and off air was the fact that you know whether or not Leo Cuyad after this season, if things don't go accordingly, should he continue at América? And we'll we'll get to that discussion. Maybe not. Maybe not necessarily in this podcast, and probably we will have to save it for another one. But it is definitely a conversation that we should be having. Um, and I think we both brought up some pretty good points in regards to as to maybe why he does and maybe why he doesn't stay. So, um, but but you're right, AJ. I think there's a big question mark around what kind of playing style is this team even trying to do and whether or not does that affect the players themselves on the pitch, not knowing exactly what they want or what they need to be playing towards. Um, Obviously they know their positions, they know what is asked of them, but you know, to have a style and to have an understanding of that, I think that's very important in a team. So again, I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but Going back to what you were talking about, you're right. I think there's a there's a depth that we didn't really look at. We kind of oversaw it and said, you know what, we should be fine on the wings. We have Montserrat. You know, we have players like uh, Hana who can play there as well. You know, just kind of chuck the two. Yeah, we we have players there, right? We were more focused on whether who's going to get the goals. Is the midfield looking a little bit more amped up? And in, in the defense and all that stuff. And we said, yeah, you know, we're looking good. Now the biggest issue is that winger position. Because I think you and I have both talked about it, AJ. Um, Hannah for us, is just not a good right winger. I mean, she doesn't have the pace for it. She doesn't have the dribbling capabilities. Uh, she looks slow at times. Her reaction just looks a little bit delayed. Um, which is normal for a 16-year-old hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I
0: understand that. Like she's young and I, it's where I feel like we're coming at a point where we're like we're seeing queer trying to experiment to see what's where players can be playing. Because just, look, Daniela Espinosa in this game, she was playing, if I'm not mistaken, as a right winger. I think it was. And I think he had like Hannah on the left. It's like Daniela Espinosa has played this position before on a selección nacional um women's team. But it's just the thing, like, she seems like she's still trying to get a grasp for that position. We've seen Marlene Campo also play in as a winger, too, at some point. We've seen Dalia Molina also play. Jene Gonzalez, she's also playing. But it's just one of those things, it's like, we're trying to put players who are usually playing as a forward and trying to play in that right winger spot or the left winger spot. And it's just like, I don't know if you should really be doing that at this point in the season. Earlier on, maybe, yes. But it's just the thing, it feels like, they're missing some attributes that you want to see in a winger. If you don't have the pace, you don't have the dribbling capabilities, you can't cut it into the box, you can't be able to take defenders on or just try to make a cross, and it's just like, should you really be playing it in, in that position? It seems like you're kind of like handicapping yourself in a way. It's better if you're playing in a position that you're really accustomed to rather than playing in a position that you go a little to like nothing about. I'm sure they practice this during, you know, At training and they're trying to get better, but I feel like at a game, it's like, that's like where the test is at an actual game and see whether you can put everything you've done in training into the game. And it just seems like some players maybe are not doing it for us in that position. Like, Hannah, I feel like it's just put her as a forward or maybe just put her back as a defender because remember when she was first brought into this team. She was playing as a left back, and I'm a I think she was able, even capable of playing as a right back at some point. So, if you really want her, just put her back as left because there have been some instances in the season where she's able to take a ball away from the opposition from a player, which is like, okay, that's good. And she's able to then send the ball off to someone else. So, in this case, if you really want to put her there, just go for it. But it's just the thing, it's just like, I'm not understanding to why we're just putting players who I feel like in the, in the, in the view of a fan, it's like, if you know they played as a four their entire time, put it as a winger, it's like, why? It th- it's not going to work. And maybe Gran is he's doing, maybe he's maybe figuring out, maybe it's not work, but I'm still going to put them there because I feel like that if I'm going to play this formation, I need to put the players like in their appropriate position, at least try to put them in a the spot. I feel like they can play, but it's just, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, it it doesn't seem like, you know, <laughs> got in, is in kind of experiments, if you want to put it in that term, are really actually paying off at this point. And like you mentioned, AJ, we're kind of in more than a little bit halfway through the season at the point where we should have already had a set start in 11. Like you mentioned, we've had a little bit of setbacks with these injuries, but at this point, we should have also had a playing style. And I think whilst we've had some really good results, AJ, we still scratch our heads as to, well, exactly what was the team playing at? Because at moments, it looks like we're playing this. Then at other moments, it looks like we're just a little bit lost. Yet we're fortunate enough to not concede or maybe to not lose because, you know, individual talents kind of bring us back in, um, and, and push us back into a, a pretty good position. But I think you're right, AJ. There's got to be stuff that. Needs to be worked on Not just from A player's perspective But from a managerial Perspective as well But let's go back To this Tigres game Because I think we've Kind of lost ourselves In, uh, in all of this and, and go back into Really what we saw That looked Did you even Well let me rephrase it What I'm trying to say Did you even see Anything promising In that Tigres game? No Mm-mm. And that's the issue, AJ. There's usually there's usually a glimpse here and there, and 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 this is besides the point that obviously we already said that uh, Renata Maserelli was just absolutely on a different level, which is good. We ha- we will have the debate of who should who should start on Monterrey against Monterrey if a uh, which I, I don't think JD's actually going to be available, but if she was, who would you put? So we'll talk a little bit about that later. But like I mentioned, there's not really a standout there. Um, I think for the first time in a long time, um, actually for the first time this season, I saw Jocelyn really, really frustrated. Um, yeah, and- not, not, not just with what was going on, but with her own teammates. It, it, you just kind of saw that it was just she was kind of like, "I'm left to do most of this by myself." What is going on, guys?
0: Yeah. No, I feel like with five, with five in the back, you're playing. I feel like every defender should be playing some role in there to help strengthen the Defense up along with the goalie to not allow the opposition to get that many shots. But when you see that Thigerson he had like twenty shots. It seems like where are we leaving spaces open? or do they just wanted to just take shots like right us just because they can? It's just like no. It's one of those instances where like we've seen Jocelyn. She looked like really angry. Like no one else was really doing anything. It seemed like our um uh, fullbacks are just letting the wingers just go right past and go for a cross. Go for um, uh, um a ground pass. Whatever the case may be, it just seemed like we were just leaving spaces open, just left and right. And then it doesn't really help when we have really two midfielders in Casanda Cuevas and Marcela Valera, who later on got subbed out on Marcela Valera and making a red card at that point because she had two yellow cards in the span of just five minutes in which, as you said, that's like an example right there to see where there's some disciplinary issues in which players, I think, looking at that stat line, they were getting really frustrated. They just could not... Seem to figure out how to break through this devious side. So, like, no, when you think about having just only two midfielders really there, that gives the other opposition to just bring as many players as want because Marcela Valero is the only center defensive midfielder there. Gasana Cuevas, in no case, does she even play defense at all. So, yeah, it's like you're leaving out to Marcela Valero to not let a forward or a midfield just try to get past you. In that case, when the red card happened, we had to play Ava Gonzalez, and she seemed even more lost, like, what to do. Now we're going to go back to the defense, because I kind of got a bit sidetracked, but just the defense, like, nothing was really clicking. Like you mentioned, Jocelyn was just doing everything for this team. She was just trying to clear the ball out, do some tackles, sweep the ball out. It's just, I'm not really understanding why the defense is playing so bad. It's just like, it's a solid defense, too, and I feel like with a defense like this, I feel like. We shouldn't really be having so many pawns and allowing the opposition to just get a shot. I think we should just be able to stop it. But just no, it was just not the case. I was lost to what was just happening during that time. Just um, I'm actually speechless. Really, it
1: it was very it, it was very head scratching at the moment. And I think the one thing that really frustrates me about this loss, and it's not so much necessarily that maybe we got outplayed, but there was the fact that we were just we had no heart, if that makes any sense, AJ. There was no heart in that game from the ladies. Like there was no one that was like, I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna try my best and I'm gonna try to cheer my, my teammates and I'm gonna do I'm put a hundred and ten percent out there. Not even from our own captain. Who looked frustrated? Who was giving up balls in our own halves? Who's just recklessly passing it in our and in, in, uh, you know by our box and losing it out and just kind of shrugging her shoulders like, okay, you guys deal with it now. And it's 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 not I'm trying to put point fingers just at Dani, but it's just she holds the armband. She holds the number 10 jersey. She holds the the responsibility and the weight of being America's all-time leading goal scorer. That, yes, I wanted to see more from her in this game. We didn't. Um, Some of the substitutions, I thought, you know, I understood. But maybe were made at the wrong time. I think America was finally maybe grabbing a little bit of of traction. Um, And then these substitutions come in. And then, of course, they kind of disrupt anything that really this team was doing. Um, It was a big ask for Jen Munoz to come in and try to change the the face of this game. Um, sh- again, she has, she doesn't look like she's at a hundred percent just yet. Um, we'll see whether or not that, this game against Monterrey is going to be one. But it, it, it frustrates me because these ladies were the one opponent that they obviously look forward to playing the most, Whether besides Chivas, of course, because they know that's the Clásico. But it's Tigres. And they've said it out. And Jen has come out. And she said, you know what? That's the one match I'm looking forward to. I want to play. I want to beat them. Um, and, and, you know, they, they say they want to put a good face out there for the team and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, I do hope, I really do hope that they, at that, that bus ride back home, they all sat down, and they all looked at one each other, and they said it wasn't enough. That wasn't good enough, and we should all be disappointed in ourselves, yeah, but no. I don't think that conversation happened a j because look what happened against Puebla you know mm. so I mean we'll, well, we'll step aside from this tigres game, and let's talk about Puebla now because I think we've we've rambled on enough about tigres, right? We lost that game three points down the bag, down the drain, and obviously. We we were looking at this uh, this Puebla game to kind of be the the the, the game that kind of changed all, all things, right? Because previously earlier this week when we were talking about the men's, I, we were talking off camera. AJ, I said we had a terrible game against Tigres, but if we flip it around, play against Puebla, I end up winning like five, six, seven, zero, then we're probably having a different tone and saying, "Look what the Tigres game—we had a hiccup. We didn't have the players that we needed to ag- against a very good squad." We won't necessarily give him a pass, but we understand. And coming to this Pueblo game would have been a whole different story. Yet, AJ, we're sitting here, and not only have we dropped two points, but it looks like we just keep spiraling down under.
0: Yeah, no. So, like I mentioned before, the position change. Yeah, Coyar decided to put in Natalia Acuna and Renata Macharelli, who was having a really good run. Now... I now like agree with. You. It's like why you should be having a goalkeeper that's constantly playing because when you then switch them out just for one game and you put the Owen back in, they're gonna lose some kind of flow. In this case, I'm just like, why? Just let Mascheretti play. She's doing um, She's doing good right now. The upcoming game we have against Web is gonna be Monterey, and I'm like, we need Mascheretti to continue her form. We put Acuna in. Acuna had a good game. The problem, it's the same thing against digas, in which our goalkeeper was pretty much the one that was, I felt that was our honestly our player of the match, if you our player of the match, if you call it in this case, because it's just like I'm not understanding to why we saw against a team that are in 16th place, 0-0. What?
1: And 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 they could have definitely have won this game. Oh. I'll put it. I'll put it like that. Puebla could have won this game if if some of those uh, if some of those shots were a little bit more on target, and if uh, Acuña wasn't having the match that she was having.
0: Yeah, no, the post saved us like I think twice or so, and I'm like, oh my lord, if we the
1: post also again. didn't help us, <laughs> He wasn't
0: helping us. I was like, if we concede to Puebla, I'm going to lose it. They didn't concede at all, thankfully. But then, just the tie, I'm like, "Huh, we tied it against a team that's in 16th place."
1: You know what, AJ? I was, I was, I, I didn't get the luxury to be able to watch this game fully because I was at work. So I was mm-hmm. doing my best to try to sneak it into like a little mini window on my computer screen. I was like, "Is no one watching?" Um, but I was watching I, as I was watching this game. Um, you just saw the same of what was going on at Tigres, like. There was, no, there was no heart. Everyone seemed a little bit too laid back. It, it almost felt as if these ladies thought that they had won the game already because of the shirt that they were wearing. And that is the one thing. That's the one thing we always criticize here is that you cannot go into a game like that, right? You have to go out there and you have to go represent and take the game to Puebla. This was a game that could have easily have ended like that Necaxa or Mazatlán game. If they had just taken the game right away, but they seemed a little bit too laid back. They seemed a little bit too standoffish. I understand the rotations, right? This isn't our strongest starting eleven. I understand the rotations, right? There was a traveling period, doble jornada. You have a big opponent a, a, coming up against Monterrey, so of course you're going to rest some of your bigger players, like Jocelyn. Of course, I, I to some degree, I, I understand why you you, you give Renata Masarelli a rest after the game that she just had, but we still had a very good squad out there, right? This is Jen Munoz was finally back in the start of 11. I mean, you had um you had Marlin Campa, who was at, at at the striker position. I mean, you, you just had players there that could on paper, you're thinking this is they're gonna bag in at least two goals, right? But when you go back and you watch this game, and it's just Again, you're scratching your head. You're like, why, why isn't it clicking? Why is it not working? And at this point, I do think we have to put a lot of blame on Coyar. Because like we mentioned, there is no playing style, right? And 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 if we track back even further from Tigres, we had the same issue against Pumas. There wasn't really a playing style to it. It was just okay, let's move the ball around. And 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 the midfield just looked so flustered, so, so confused at times. They just don't really understand what, they, what, what what is being asked of them or what they need to do. And and, and to be honest, I think it's the fact that we have a, a couple of players there that aren't naturally in Cassandra Cuevas. And after that Pumas game, I told you, and, I, and, and I, I will repeat it here on the podcast, she should not be starting in that sentiment position ever again. And it's not to discredit her. It's not to say that she's a bad player. Of course not. We know what she's capable of go back a couple of seasons, look at the goal. She's not only just scored for us before Tijuana. It's the fact that that's not her position. She can't shine in there. She feels lost at times. And if you, and if you take away her biggest help in Veronica Perez and give her just even that much more responsibility, I hate to say it, AJ, but it seems like she kind of shrinks in the moment. And that is not what you want from one of your most capable players on that pitch. So, I mean, I don't know. What, what do you think went wrong against Puebla?
0: First things off, this is problem again. Jimena Rios got a red card in the 23rd minutes, and I'm like, we're already down at 10. What? And th- it was a play in which Jimena Rios was trying to get the ball back, but did she have to step on the Puebla um, player's foot? And I'm like, that's going to be a red. I'm like, I know she didn't mean to do that, but then, like she was even saying to the ref, like, I didn't mean, but to the ref, she's like, okay, so be it. And because of that, we have to sub Dalia Molina out in the 33rd minute for Jocelyn. And I'm like, why are we putting our best defender now to just sub in for a, for on one of our defense? It makes sense, I know, because that's smart. Because you don't want to be playing with three defenders in the back or have like 10. But the thing is, you're also taking a winger out in this case. And you have to put another a defender in which we're going to need Jocelyn for that Monterrey game. But just second of all, we were just making substitution in which I'm just like, I'm not understanding what's going on. Lord, it's the second time in which Daniela Espinosa got subbed out in the 70th minute mark. She happened to get subbed out in the 71st minute against Digas. Against Puebla, it was in the 72nd minute for Zaira Moreno. Then we had Jennifer Munoz coming off for Hannah Gutierrez. And then we had Zuma Hernandez coming in for Ava Gonzalez. And I'm just like, what are we even trying to do here at this point? Like, Are we just trying to just disrupt the flow that we were having? Because... America me had 14 shots in that game in which while we were being on target compared to Pueblas. eight. We were getting some shots on. The problem was I felt like we were just putting a bit too much power into the shot. Like, Daniela Espinosa, like, she had um uh, two times in which she could have scored. She just puts a bit too much power into the ball and hits the post. We could have easily just had two goals right there at that point. And I'm just like... Oh, it's like, I'm not understanding like, what we're even, like, what's going on here? Why are we struggling so badly against this team? It's just, it's against a side that's just struggling throughout the entire season. And then we're then having, in this case, I make a, we should be being them. We need some kind of confidence booster before going up against Monterrey. And we came up out of that match 0 0. I'm just like, I don't know what to even say. This makes me more worried for the Monterrey match coming up at this point and I'm not trying to look at some kind of positive I'm like I'm not seeing many and then you mentioned before how some players are just playing in positions they're not really even comfortable playing in like when midfield Casanda Cuevas she's not a midfielder she's originally a forward but then I I knew I think it was like from a year ago when she didn't happen to go to um, Cholos they say she was playing a new position, which she's trying to get accustomed to. But I'm like, just keep her at four though. I feel like she doesn't really fill in the spot as a midfield, which you're gonna have to be creative, especially with Vero Perez gone. You got Cassandra Cuz and I had to make some kind of creative play. I feel like she's not really one. In this case, she's a center attacking maid, where she's gonna be accompany- accompanying the attack in this case, or just be brought right behind the um striker. I just gets like just just put her back as a forward. I would say the same thing with Marlene. Just put her back as a forward. Look how many de- deadly forwards we have in this team. And yeah, I feel like Koyara is like, let me just play musical chairs. I'm just gonna put you like maybe a center mid. I'll put in a forward. I'll put you like center defensive mid or something. Like what are you doing? They don't they don't play those positions. How do you think that's gonna end up like it's it's terrible. I'm not I'm it's getting more frustrated. I could see why so many people comment on Twitter just saying Sackway right, it is time. Just leave him. Like, stop with his experimenting. That's not gonna work. It's it's yeah. like relating back to his like mentioning his son to what he's doing on the Mexico national, um, national team for the women's. He's putting players which I feel like they have so much potential he's put him in positions that are not even supposed to be playing in. And I'm like, why are you being like your father? Stop that. Please just put the players in the position they're supposed to play in. And you're going to see the good results coming out from that. But just, it's like, no, it, it's like where I was like, nah, I want to. Is he trying to give the players some kind of challenge to play a different position? I don't know. I guess, like, I don't know what he's even trying to do at this point, but I feel like at this point it's even like, stop that. Just go with your best team. And just defeat everyone that's in your path in order to win the championship.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not a time to be putting any kind of challenges. Just go out there and get the result. And it, it's funny you touch upon all of this because I do want to read something um, that he said in his press conference. And uh, shout out to Miss uh, Miss Amy from Footmix Nation who kind of translated all this and uh, over on her Twitter. And so the question to Koyad was, how did he feel? How did it feel knowing that? uh, three games have gone by and those are three games in where America have yet to, to get a victory. This was his, his, his answer. He said, the points weren't our focus in these matches. Let, let that, let that just be the highlight of the beginning of the statement. The points weren't our focus in these matches. So you're telling me Tigres, one of your biggest opponents, you didn't care whether you won loss or draw. You're telling me against Pumas. Which is your classical capitulo, no, a, a must win at America was not even worthy of thinking about points there. and Puebla, a game in where you should have easily have won this game. didn't really care about the points. Let me let me finish the statement before we go off here, AJ. So like I mentioned, these points weren't our focus in these matches. We've created our chances with our four, three, two. Obviously, because of the fact that we were down to 10 players. We just haven't properly finished those chances. There's no easy games going forward. I would argue that there was no easy games in these last couple of three matches. Because Pumas, you weren't guaranteed a victory. They were playing pretty decent. And look at that. They they were able to sneak a point away from you. Which, granted, they probably should have won that game. Two, Tigres. That is not an easy match by any means necessary. And to think that you're coming into this not... Even considering points? I mean, I feel like that's just a slap in the face for some of these fans, right? Now, going back to Koyad, if he's worried about the team moving forward, he said, today is about reflection, okay? He's sounding like one of those gurus that are trying to sell you on stones and calling them, uh, you know, uh, meditation rubies or whatever. So, today is all about reflection. What I think is needed is the mentality that we can compete even in these circumstances. I think today, even down a player, we could have gotten the victory. Which, granted, they could have, but they did. (gasps) So, AJ, that is our head coach talking to the press saying, I'm not worried. We're fine. We're okay. These last three games that we just played, I didn't really care whether we we got points or not. It was all about the function of the team. What do you mean? That is mind-blowing. What? as, As a coach, I don't even think that should fly in any team. But necessarily in an America? My goodness, when I saw that, when I read that, I could not believe what I was reading. Unbelievable. If, if, is he trying to stay Is he trying to take some focus away from some of the players? Maybe. But there is no way you come out and you say the things that you just said, AJ. Three no. games, two ties,
0: one loss, one goal. What do you mean? You don't
1: care. This is nothing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this, I mean- th- this was a pivotal stage in our season. And he's right. There's no such thing as an easy game after this. Granted, though, there should have never been an easy game to begin with at the start of the season because you knew what your objective is. God, Cuellar. It's if at this point. He's asking, just sack me at this
0: point. He's like, just sack me. Get rid of me. I'm just done. How are you going to say in a classico capitalino? Nah. This is nothing. This, nah, that's nothing. We beat, we won a championship for them. Nah, they're nothing. Uh huh. We could defeat the team when we only beat them once. And then the other one was in penalties, in which we really didn't truly win. We had to take them to the limit and beat penalties. And Puebla, a team in 16th place. What? And you're saying that's nothing yet? They get a point away from you? Oh, my Lord. And the upcoming is they said that the games are not going to be easy. You're right. There's Monterrey. We got Toluca, who are not doing too bad. Queretaro, who are doing some sub- decent. There's Chivas, and look how they're doing. And then there's Pachuca, in which Pachuca is a team with a makeup we've always struggled with. I feel like that's been a point. I think I can't recall we even defeated them. I know all I know from memory. It's been ties and losses to what we have with them. Whenever we're doing well, it's usually that team that just stops us to just trying to get a good season. How is square trying to say, that's nothing, this is a reflection time? What do you mean? At the midway point, maybe from, I'd say, against Pumas, I feel like you should reflect, and at that point, it's like, okay, see where we are now. You're going to come to fans just trying to say, this, these three games, Pumas, Diaz, and Puebla, are meaningless matches, and they're nothing, yet you've only gotten what? Two points from that, and only one goal scored, and that coming from Daniela Espinosa from the and from the 90th minute against Pumas, in which I was coming off from a free kick, and I want to even say more, it was off of a def- Pumas defender. So meaning, if that Pumas defender wasn't there for that deflection, that goal may have not come in. And then if you didn't think about it, in this case, if Pumas scored that screamer in the 94th minute, and we lost there. You think he would have said the same thing like, "Yeah, that's complete. That's nothing. We're fine." I'm so scared now. To him, if we get, God forbid, we get battered like four zero by Monterrey, so he's like, "We're fine." I'm like against a team that's in the playoffs. Oh.
1: I think, I, I think this is this is this is truly one of those circumstances where you think: Does the team do good because of the coach or because of the players? Right? Did America? Did America win these last games? Did America? Beat Masatlan 8-0 because of the great coaching that Cuellar did, or was it because he just had great players out there? Right? That's the fundamental question that we are eventually gonna answer at the end of the season. It's too early. Look, America's still in a good promising position for the playoffs. You know, granted, we know the standards that America and 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 when things aren't going in our direction. We tend to press that panic button a little bit faster than other teams. Let's be honest. But there's merit to this. The fact that we still don't have an identity as a team. The fact that our coach is coming out and saying these things to the media. It's not looking well. It's not looking well at all. And we're going to have to give it to the end of the season. And we talked about it, AJ. Could be sitting here a couple of months from now saying hashtag Fuera Coyar. Or he could be lifting up the trophy and we could say, well, does he merit just another year? You know, why not? He's got another title under his belt. We don't know. But it's going to be a debate as to whether or not if he does end up winning this this championship, is it because the players did it or because he influenced the players, right? It's going to go back to that whole concept of great manager or just a lucky manager with some really great players at his disposal
0: I thought of the Fuera Cuellar thing and I just think of like when the Arsenal fans had a plane flying over the Emirates I'm pretty sure it was and it just said like um, um, Wegner out I'm thinking it's gonna have someone just saying Fuera Cuellar at this point I could see this happening because I'm so scared that's coming from a coach he's just like yeah these games are nothing I'm already losing it like these upcoming matches, I'm gonna lose my sanity at this point. I'm just so worried. If he if we happen to not get many points after that, if he's like we're in the playoffs, like I think we'll be fine. I feel like the players might then protest to their own manager. Like, you think this is fine? You really think everything's okay?
1: Yeah, and, and it's gonna be interesting. Obviously, we don't know what the situation like in the lo- in the locker room is. Granted, though, some of these girls still posting videos and stuff like that with their teammates, roommates. It looks like it's still a happy family, which is good. You don't want to see a locker room divided, especially not this deep into the season. I will say this much, though. We've seen a a locker room full of joy, laughs, and everything is, is, is very well fine. Sunshine over in Coapa. Of course, the results have merited that. But now that you're kind of in this rut, kind of now that there's kind of this kind of gray cloud over Coapa, I'm really intrigued to see how the ladies respond to that. Will they find force in unity? Will there be that one player that steps up and kind of motivates the team? I'm really curious to see how they get themselves out of this little rut And look, this is the beautiful thing about this sport is that you can have some terrible games and then it gives you, yet again, this upcoming week, a chance to redeem yourself. And it's a perfect chance to do so against Monterrey. It's not an easy ask, of course, by no means necessary. You're talking about probably the second or third best team in the league right now, right? But Mm -hmm. if you are able to beat this team, then that makes a big statement not to just to the league, but to yourselves, that look, we buckled down, we had to talk, and look what came out of it. So I really do hope that the ladies can reflect on these last three games and say, look, we were terrible. We were not to the Global America standards. We know we can do better. So I'm going to ask from you the same you asked from me that we give 110% for the remainder of the season until we lift that trophy. And I really do hope that that's the message that they transcend to each other in that locker room. But all right, AJ, we've talked enough about these negatives. Let's talk a little bit of positive here because we're going to be talking America Monterrey in just a second. But we want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. That's right. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out our partner's foot cult. They have some amazing, amazing stuff, whether it's uh, shirts, uh, hoodies, uh, jackets, boards, jerseys, whatever it is. They got they got you covered on all things in the in the sports gear department. You know, they got some pins. They got some wristbands. They they're they're. They're covering you with all things. So make sure you guys check them out. Go over to footcall.com and get yourselves some really, really nice fly dope gear. You guys can also purchase our uh, Eagle Eye Podcast graphic tee. We think it's a very splendid, very nifty shirt to have. But if that's not your cup of tea, that's fine because there's plenty more options out there. And we got a discount code for you to use. So whenever you find that perfect item over at called well, you can go over there and use discount code EEP at checkout, get 10% off. So that again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. All right, AJ, let's close out the show. Let's talk America versus Monterrey. This game going to be a double header in the fact that the men's and the ladies are both playing on a Monday. Quite interestingly enough, this game is going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time 5 p.m. Eastern Time and, of course, 4 p.m. Central Time. AJ, is this game going to be broadcasted?
0: Not so sure, considering it's, it's a my, but concerning that it is Liga MX Feminine, I'm sure they will air it in the States, but if, if they do not have it to put it on through the end, you could also catch the game right on Facebook.
1: There you guys have it. You guys have a chance to watch it on Facebook. Which, by the way, the Digitist game was solely on Facebook. I had to, like, download Facebook Watch on my Apple TV. how had to log in. It was terrible. Oh, my God. So frustrating. But uh, what was even more frustrating was that game against Digitist. So I I didn't really mind the the beforehand. But, um, yeah, if you guys, for whatever reason, cannot watch this game. Make sure you guys head over to our Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. We're going to be live tweeting the whole game. Shout out to AJ, who's doing a splendid job on covering the ladies. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep you guys covered on all things in regards to that aspect. All right, AJ, before we jump into this one, any updates from Coapa in regards to our ladies, injuries, uh, news, anything really? Just any updates.
0: So, yeah, um, recently, um, uh, Club America Feminine players Jimena Rios and Hannah Gutierrez got called up to um, the Mexico Women's National Team's um, training camps. Hanna Gutierrez is going to the U-17 training camp and Jimena Rios is going to the U-20 training camps for Mexico Women's National Team, which these camps will be held from October 19th to October 27th. So they've pro more than likely there. I feel like they're maybe not going to be featured for the um, Monterey match. Well, he I just had the red card so that she's definitely not going to play. But with I'm going to assume she's not going to really be able to um, uh, participate because they're probably going to hold training to that day. And um, uh, JD Gutiérrez has also started um training again because from a uh, thing before they mentioned by Monday she should start training again from this week. So she's pretty much just getting herself um uh, back into the um team now, and I think that's really about it.
1: Interesting, obviously, Montserrat Hernandez, still no update as to whether or not she's going to be featuring anytime soon. They say that she is starting to do a little bit more of the training with the team, but isn't 100% there just yet. So we're looking, we're speculating about maybe just two more weeks. And and, then, fortunately enough for us, we have quite the break after Monterrey. So we might just be able to see Dani Espinosa against uh, Juarez, but. Fingers crossed. We'll have to wait and see. We'll keep you guys updated on that. And then, of course, as we all know, Veronica Perez out for the rest of the season. Hashtag for Savero. We are going to miss you. Extremely. If these games are anything to go by, we have ourselves a problem here, AJ. So we have our updates out of the way. Let's talk a little bit more about this American versus Monterrey team. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we are hosting them, right?
0: Yes, it's going to be played at
1: Coapa. Sadly enough, this is not a game that I would have liked this game to be in the Azteca.
0: I wish. I really but, wish they were back at the Azteca.
1: You know, that's a whole different topic. We won't get into it, but Monterey will be visiting La, La Cancha Centenario and hopefully he greeted by a very good America side. AJ, give me a predicting starting 11 and we'll kind of go from there, see how these ladies have to go up against a very good Monterrey side, how we think the ladies should plant themselves, and honestly, how will Coyar come out and plant himself for this one, which I think might just be two separate things, which worries me, but talk to me a little bit more about this uh, potential starting 11.
0: So... Like they did with Tigres, they played with five at the back, but it was a 5-2-3. I'm going with 5-3-2 in this one. So I'm going to have my starting at goalkeeper. Left back, we're actually having Wendy Morales playing, Justin Oregel, um, Selena Valera, Ana Gabi, Monica Rodriguez as your back five. Your three midfields are going to be Jennifer Munoz, Eva Gonzalez, Cassandra Cuevas. And then up front, I'm going to go with Marlene Campa and Daniela Espinosa.
1: So that's a pretty good solid starting 11, I think. Uh, you know, you have some good reinforcements at the back and you have potential to go and make something happen up top. What is key for our ladies in this match? How do we go up against a very good Monterrey side and come away with all three points if this is going to be our starting 11?
0: The midfield's going to really need to come up huge because I feel like the defenders cannot, defenders and goalkeepers cannot always be the ones that's going to have to be constantly backpacking the scene, which we are seeing them from time to time doing over and over again. Because I feel like in defense and our goalkeepers work, I feel we're completely fine. We're solid. It's the midfield we're going to need to start putting in the work, especially with key players like Montse Hernandez and um, Veronica Perez. They're gone for net. Well, Veronica Perez she's out for the rest of the season. Montse. She's in train, but she's not completely 100%. Jennifer Munoz is back, which is good, and she's a key player in midfield. And hopefully this could be the time in which she's starting. She's playing against a big team, which is um, Rayadas, and she's going to have to get herself situated and start to get something going. In this case, she's going to be attacking. I feel like she's going to be attacking front with Cassandra Cuevas, which is what she does best. Um, try, to create some play, um, try to create some plays going forward. And I feel like Eva Gonzalez... Center defensive midfielder spot, the position that Veronica Perez was playing. She's gonna need to come up big for this one. Yeah, she's already start, she's already gonna be she's already started games, and I feel like in this case, she needs to come up huge. As for the two forwards are up front with Daniela Espinosa and Marlene Campa, they have to communicate with one another. They gotta know the strengths of each other. We see with Daniela she seems like she's really good in the air when she gets to happen to get across. And Marlene Campa the hand, she seems to be really good on her feet when. You just seen the ball on the ground. She would just send that ball into the back of the net. So I feel like in this case, have these midfielders work together, get something going. Don't get so frustrated. Send the ball. Bo- send the balls in the passes to Valencapanda Espinosa and let them finish it on from there.
1: Yeah, I, I think you. I think you. You hit it on on the head right there. Don't get frustrated because. These these ladies tend to get flustered and and frustrated when things just don't go their way. They start misplacing some passes, uh, and and they just their heads seem to go down, and and they just kind of maybe start doubting themselves. This is one thing I will say is that the best way to come out and play is just play simple, and by that I mean just make the simple pass. Don't necessarily have to make a you know forty yard pass into the feet of Daniela Espinosa. Just keep it simple. Even if you have to maybe you know take a step back, if the play is moving forward and for some reason the pass isn't there and you have to play it back to your defense to do so, get some confidence going. These early minutes are going to be crucial. I don't expect you to go out there and try to score a goal in the first five minutes. Granted, it would be great if you do so, but these first five to ten minutes are going to be detrimental to the confidence of our ladies. So I really want to see that midfield interlock passes, interchange in positions, and just do the simple things right. If they do that for the first opening minutes of the match, I think that's going to go a long, long way to maybe seeing a much better America feminine for the re- for the remainder of the ninety minutes. You touched upon Jen Munoz, and let's talk a little bit about her. She hasn't had the best return back from her obviously uh, the COVID uh, the reflection that she had, and then obviously the um, the injury that she sustained as well. Obviously, you know, two very big hurdles to get over Uh, and as great as it is to have her back. She hasn't just looked, she hasn't looked match sharp since she's been back. Obviously, just had 30 minutes against Pumas, a couple minutes against Tigres. Obviously, she had, what, about 70-ish minutes or more against Puebla. Again, it's just, I feel like she was kind of just thrown in there. It's like, look, we've lost Veró, we've lost Monse. Like, you're you're a very good player. You can create stuff. Like, just go out there and make it happen. I get it. It's a lot. But we knew that that was going to be a responsibility coming into this one. So, like you mentioned, big game, big moment, big rival. And these are moments in which players make not just a name for themselves, but leave an imprint on the fans' memory as to what a player of their caliber is capable of in these moments. And so I think that Jen needs to come up and have a big game. And not just necessarily in the football aspect of it, but maybe in the leadership aspect, right? This is a player that's played in very big matches before over in here in the States. She understands what is being asked of her. She, She knows what it means to wear this jersey. So I would like her to kind of, in that little trio of a midfield, be the one to kind of carry and backpack them a little bit and say, look, I'll carry you on my shoulders, but I need you guys to try to give me your all. Right? So, yeah. I mean, she, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, it's no doubt about it because everyone needs to be having their 110% into this match, but they also have to be ready physically and mentally because it's a game where it's like, you know, there's gonna be a time where the opposite and scores, everyone gets then completely like frustrated and upset. But it's that thing, like in a case, it's like try to think of it as like if it's still zero zero as they not like the uh, as if like a goal has not been scored yet. You need to keep that positive mentality throughout those whole ninety minutes because like we saw they were completely frustrated against these that threw everyone off. You were seeing um disciplinary pause like when well, Marcela Valle where she was committing just Fouls that are clearly gonna be giving you the yellow cards when she got the red. As she was gonna complain, like that's not a red, but I'm like, it is. Everyone's getting frustrated. No one's really doing anything. So it's just in this game. Everyone needs to be, you know, having a positive mentality going forward. No matter what's gonna be happening, just keep pushing through, keep fighting for it. When we get that goal, celebrate. Get everyone like in a huddle, like hug each other, just congratulate each other. Like, because you wanna have make sure that everyone is being happy throughout the entire match. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be scary moments where the opposition is gonna have some kind of opportunity. It could be anything, whether it's a sli- at sliding tackle, you get the ball away. The goalkeeper makes a gr- um the goalie makes a great save. Congratulate him like a pat on the back or a high five because that's something's that's gonna to be to do. And see with Jennifer Munoz, seeing how big of a figure she is already in América Feminine, She's already self-lerped as, as one of the faces in the Liga MX Feminine. And in this team, so it's the case where it, she's like you're saying, she's gonna have like a leadership role, where she's gonna be like, I'm gonna help this team out, but you're gonna have to promise that you you're gonna do the same to me. It's like um uh, a, a thing, where it's like um uh, like you you give them something that you want them to give something back to you, pretty much. So if they can do that in this case, then it feels like and should be having a, a good a good time in this match, which is what I really want to see these um these ladies doing because these last three matches. It was really just painful to watch them, but this can maybe this can be the game in which they completely change that and they say, "All right, let's get back to what we're what we do best on the field."
1: Yeah, and it's going to be interesting. I think that they have to go out there play the simple game. Don't be afraid to go out Monterrey. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I think Guayad might plant themselves for a very defensive and very closed game in where I think they're going to say, look, let them have the ball. Don't try to contest too much. We know that we've had some disciplinary issues. Let them have the ball, and we're going to try to do our best to relieve on the counter. I think Goyard is planting this game so that he doesn't lose, meaning that he will take a tie. But if he ends up losing by just one goal margin, he'll be okay with that too, which is frustrating. That is not... That is not the mentality an America coach should have, especially coming up against a really good rival that you could potentially be seeing in the final. Because it's not how you play a final, right? That's your Jose Mourinho. Um <laughs> but in all seriousness, I don't I I don't have much faith coming into this one from Coyar. From the from the ladies, I do. I, I think we have enough talent. We have enough players out there on the pitch that understand what is being asked of them that they can go out there and do, get the job done. My only concern is that Coyar is planting himself and his team to make sure they don't go out to lose by more than one goal. And that's worrisome.
0: Yeah, yeah no, it's just the thing. Like, your coach, I feel like your coach should just be like, if you we really, really, should just send the comments like, no. I, this is like I should take the blame. It's like this is unacceptable. How in these three matches we have not gained the results that we want. Like against Boom, it's like we should be beating our rivals and a Clasico. That's three huge points right there. Theis, that's another fierce rival that we have in this in this league. It's like we should be trying to beat them, give it our all, and against a team like Bo, which will struggle, which will struggling throughout the season, it's like that should be points we should be getting. If not, then I'm like, there's problems. Then I'm gonna have to then do my homework and figure out what did I do wrong. In this match. What can I improve on? What should I not do again to then have the same result like this again? Because when Montre, he needs to realize this is a team we're gonna come against in the playoffs, no doubt about it. And they beat us in the playoffs before we drew to them, if I'm not mistaken, it was two seasons ago, and then they beat us. We've only beaten them once, which happened to be in the Copa MX when the league first started. But it's that's still not to look at back then because for the most of this, Monterrey side is completely evolved since the very beginning, I'm not mistaken. We beat them, I'm trying to remember, I think it was like 6-0 or something. So in this case, it seemed like they maybe learned from that. It was like, we're going to prevent stuff like this from happening again. America's only beaten them once. Monterrey has beaten us twice. We've only drawn once. I would like for America for me to add another win into here just to show like no we're gonna we're gonna be the better side than you because these are one, this is one of the teams that we're, that are gonna be our rivals because in this league I feel like for the homework for America Feminine, we have Tigas Rayadas Atlas Pumas Pachuca Chivas those are the teams right there be like those are like the big homework assignments that you need to be doing well in every other team I feel like in this case you should be gaining a point. No disrespect to them to saying they're not a bad team. They're gonna give it their all, but I feel like with the caliber of your team, like a America fan, I feel like these should be games you should be expected to win at all costs. The other teams that I mentioned, I feel there are fierce rivals. It's like this is like I'm where I say like homework, but this is like an exam. It's like now see what you can do against this team. Then you look into it, do the homework, figure out what went well, what went wrong. And that's it. But it's like you mentioned. I was like, when you said that you're like, I'm not having much confidence in this one. Unfortunately, I think like I'm on that same boat with you. Especially after what he said in that press conference, I'm like, I'm actually worried to how America family are going to be coming to this match. I feel like the players they're definitely capable of doing what they got to do. It's just Square. It's like at this or after what he said, is he even wanting to take this seriously? Is this maybe a hint where he's like, my job might be done at this point? Yeah, I feel like. If I'm not, if I if, we can't, if I can't do anything right in this season, it's like I don't know how, how I'm going to be next season, which I feel like that's a whole thing we should discuss maybe by the end of the season or at some other point. But it's just that thing. It's like if a, your own coach is saying something like that at a press conference, especially for a big team like America, I would be really worried. And maybe as the players too, just think about to my coach, it's like why is my coach saying that? What do you mean by that? It's just, yeah.
1: Yeah. Very worrisome. Very, very worrisome. Well, AJ, I think we've dragged this long enough. Time to wrap it up with some predictions. We know that we're in kind of a hesitant boat. So I'm curious to see what your prediction is going to be. Something tells me it's not going to be your usual 3-0 to America. Mm
0: -mm. The prediction I'm going to be going with in this match, 2-1. America's going to score two goals, And Montero's only going to score one. We're going to win.
1: I think you're being very generous there. (laughs) Um, Look, I I, I want to back the ladies for a victory. I really do. I just, I don't see how they can succeed when your coach sets you up for failure. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to strive. They're going to do their best that they can. But I think it won't be enough. I think America goes away with a 1-1 draw against Monterrey. Which would be heartbreaking. It really would be, but... It's just kind of the situation that we're in, so we'll see whether or not that they're capable of uh, getting all three points. Fingers crossed that they do, but it does paint to be a promising match. I will say that much, but that does it, ladies and gentlemen. That is America versus Monterrey preview. Let us know in the comment section down below what you guys think. Let us know over on Twitter or Instagram. Do you think the ladies have what it takes to not just only beat Monterrey, but get over these last couple of, you know, little ruts that we've had and potentially lift the trophy at the end of the season it's definitely a conversation me and aj are gonna have so with that said aj anything else to add before we wrap it up
0: no i think we covered it all
1: i think we definitely did all right aj well i think that does it for us thank you so much for tuning in again if you guys cannot watch this game and for whatever reason, because you're like me, trying to watch this game in your office, and you're trying to make sure no one's looking at or at <laughs> at your screen, don't f- don't worry about it. Make sure you guys go and head over to our Twitter account. We'll keep you live tweeting the match and keep you guys up to date with everything going up, going on in that match against Monterrey. All right, AJ, thank you so much for coming out, man. Stay safe out there, everyone listening, and to everyone uh, to everyone that's following us, everyone that's uh, you know following over on twitter instagram subscribe to the podcast on you know whether it's youtube whether it's uh you know iHeartRadio, radio whether it's Apple podcast spotify thank you so much to every single one of you guys listening and uh again wouldn't it be possible without you guys and also huge shout out to our sponsors Foot call for making this a possibility hashtag free football. They still are not out of Twitter, Jill. I don't know what is going on, but then again, Twitter crashed and completely went down today. So Twitter, what is going on? Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to resend that because I don't want them to be doing anything (laughs) to our account either. So we're just going to leave it. bygones be bygones. All right, everyone. You guys have a wonderful time. Thank you again. We'll be back next week to talk all things Lady Aguilas again. So make sure you guys tune in. Uh, AJ, again, thank you so much to every single one of you guys listening. Thank you. And we'll see you guys on the next one. As always, take care. Wear your mask. Be safe. And as always, Arriba America.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.